All right. Take it away, Love Princess Kate. no network, no rules, and at the end of the day, my friends, no comparison. I don't have a catchy uh, coda for that, because this is a surprise pop-up edition of an All of America audio, or, yeah, not just been All of America, I guess, now. Um, yeah, we haven't done a show, like, since January, but I'm going to be doing something really cool in the next uh, 10 days, and I wanted to bring on the two men who are responsible for this very cool, uh, exciting Adventure I'll be on on October 19th. I'll be heading down to Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I don't Is that Music City? I don't know. Is that Music City, boys? Yeah, yeah. Music City, USA. It's yeah. what I thought, but I, I always worry that, like, I'm getting Memphis and Nashville confused. Well, anyway, I'll be heading down to Nashville uh, for the Strange Realities Conference. Uh, it's going to be held, as I said, October 19th. You can find out more about it at strangerealitiesconference.com, and you're going to be hearing a lot more about it tonight as I'll be talking to uh, the two guys who are spearheading this big event, Adam Sane and Serfile Stevenson of the Conspiranormal Podcast. So uh, welcome to the show, guys. Uh, I want to thank you for, for bringing me down to Nashville. I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. It's going to be, I think, uh, quite the time. And I wanted to do a special Banal of America here to, you know, maybe reach that one dude who's listening, <laughs> just listens to Banal of America, who lives in Nashville, <laughs> who I'm terrified to meet now. <laughs> thank you, Tim. But if they're out there, country. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if thanks, you, thanks, Tim. Thanks for having yeah. us on, man. Big oh, fan it's of my the pleasure, show. guys. It's my pleasure. I had the great opportunity to meet Adam uh, down in Atlanta for Paramania, and uh, that's how yes, we kind of connected originally. And uh, he called me over the summer and said he was doing an event in Nashville. And uh, I was like, shit, man, I want in on this because I've never been to Nashville. I hear great things. Um, sounds like my kind of town. So, you know, we put it together. And, uh, yeah, I'll be yeah. at the Strange Realities Conference. Now let's yeah, it was a talk a little opportunity, bit. Man, we're glad to have you. Oh, it's going to be a blast. Hopefully, we come out of it all friends afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's, uh, that that was a delayed laugh on you guys' alcohol. part. Though. I think that I think you like look across the room at each other, like, "Oh shit, what are we get ourselves into?" 
Well, you know, there's going to there's gonna be plenty of alcohol flowing, especially on Broadway, man. So we're going to, like I said before, we're going to take you down to the Broadway shit show and uh, show you what uh, the, uh, what is it that happens here, the how it the goes. bachelorette parties, maybe, you know. Oh, yeah. maybe, I was maybe just going to say, yeah, bachelorette like bachelorette having shit. Yeah, this is like the center. Nashville, for yeah. some reason, is the center of bachelorette parties for the United States. I don't they, know why. They call them the woo girls. The woo girls. Yeah. They they get on their little uh, pedal taverns and yell woo and uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. What the hell is a pedal tapper? You mean like a pedicab? Pedal tavern. Yeah, it's like a. What's that? It's like a. Uh, it's like a it's bar, a bar on, on wheels. wheels. Yeah, yeah, and and they and they pedal it. That's how you go down the street. It really makes really fun when you're trying to get somewhere in Nashville traffic. Oh my god! Yeah, they got, they I got, think I've seen like, that on TV. I bet, but yeah. yeah. Wild. All right, so let's sort of set the stage here a little bit. Now, you guys have a very popular podcast, Conspiranormal, um, and I, I imagine if it's anything like Banal of America in a sense where, you know, you don't get that much time for introspection or sort of talk about your own show because you're in the middle of living it. So, you know, but now you're talking to the Banal of America audience. Uh, so, I mean, tell us a little bit about how – this show came about. How did you two meet each other? How did you decide to form a podcast? You know, what's your what's your modus operandi with this whole enterprise? Well, my story is basically, you know, I've always been interested in like paranormal stuff and conspiracy material, and that's always been a huge, huge interest of mine. And I really got into it in the '90s, um, and when I was working one night, kind of a late night, and I was listening to Coast to Coast, and there were these two guys on Coast to Coast. Uh, Nori was actually broadcasting from Detroit, and he had these guys on that had this show called Ghostly Talk. And I was seriously into Coast to Coast at the time because, again, like I said, I mean, I'm, you're working a lot of late nights, you're listening to it, you get into it. And I wanted to find something that was free that I didn't have to pay for, which I later signed up for Coast to Coast, you know, the little special thing later on. But um, So I checked these guys out after a little while, and they were doing something at the time – which was called just like an internet radio show, radio show, because this was like 2005. Like, the, I don't think the word podcast had even been invented yet. And through them, I found a couple of other shows that I really liked, one that was called World of the Unexplained, and that had a big influence on me. Those guys were out of um, Greensboro, North Carolina, close to that area. I used to call into that show a lot. And talked to those guys, and there was another show called Out There Radio, which was out of Athens, Georgia, where I found out about Adam Go Rightly, and I started uh, to listen to Adam Go Rightly's show as well, the Untamed Dimensions that he had at the time. So I was listening to all these podcasts, and eventually I went to a conference here in Nashville in 2010 called the end of days conference or something like that. I can't think of the name of it, but it's kind of like a Christian heavy based, like a podcast, like a conference. 
apocalyptic. And I ran into, I, yeah, I ran into uh, Doctor Future, who did the Future Quake podcast, and he's actually going to be at the conference um, that we're doing. And he was a big mentor to me. Um, really, kind of helped me kind of finally get something off the ground. And and when he hung up Future Quake in 2012. I started conspiracy. I figured, well, now's the time to do it. I started conspiracy normal. It was myself and a guy named Luke and this other guy that uh, that I worked with. And so my whole goal with conspiracy normal at the time was I was seriously into the conspiracy stuff and wanting to talk to those people. And I also had made some contacts in the paranormal world, going to some of the paranormal conferences and such. And so kind of had this uh, split between both worlds, and that's when I was like, I came up with the idea for conspiranormal, you know, combining conspiracy and paranormal. And so I wanted to talk to those people, and I wanted to talk to this whole other group of people, and I had just a list of people that I wanted to talk to, and so that's what I just started doing. I just started calling them, um, figured out, you know, I turned it into MP3 and put it on the internet and just started it that way. And um, like I said, Luke was around for a little while, and Luke was probably, the, you know, he's a very free spirit. <laughs> uh oh. So he did. You had to fire did him, didn't you? <laughs> no. Well, you know, he kind of just fired himself after a while. But uh, he he comes to the podcast and sleep, and sleep a lot. And you'll actually get to meet Luke at the uh, at the conference here. But uh, so um, after a while, I kind of was getting frustrated because I just haven't, you know, I, I'm not an audio guy. I'm more just like looking at the material. And uh, we got the guy You're named Rob. You're just a pretty face. I'm just a pretty face. Yeah, absolutely. So we got this guy named Rob, who uh, Alyssa, who I worked with at the time. She, that's um, her boyfriend. She hooked me up with him. Uh, he was our producer for four years. Um, we recorded the show basically at his house. And Serfiel here can actually tell you how he kind of came into all this stuff and how you know it's kind of like uh, I always liken Serfiel to like. Um, the guy that became the lead singer of Judas Priest or the guy who became the lead singer of Journey after a while as a fan. I'll let him fill you in on how he well, came to Conspiracy Normal. There was an ad in the paper, podcast you're wanted. <laughs> uh, I saw it. No, uh, man, I, I'd always just uh, been into this kind of stuff. I was a kind of weird, mystical desert kid from Arizona and uh, was always into paranormal UFOs, conspiracy theory, and that whole kind of milieu of the 90s and all that weird shit. And, um, I did kind of take a detour in college for a while and wasted Didn't some we time. All? Uh, well, maybe not wasted some time, but uh, but uh, you know, try to get a little more academic and serious. But then I kind of uh, kind of snapped out of that and got more into speculative things again, and got all the cool books that I always wanted to read in the late '90s, early 2000s, and really got back into stuff. Checking out all the different podcasts, including, of course, one of my favorites, Banal of America. And, oh, thanks, man. Uh, and discovered uh, Conspira Normal and was listening to them before I even found out that they were actually local. So I just naturally reached out to them, started hanging out and talking. Well, to shit. tell what, what you were looking for, though, I mean, how you came. The, the, weed, right? Like a, the weed. How, how you came <laughs> to it, yeah. Well, no, I, I had an obsession with James Shelby Downard for a while, or well, it's continuing, but uh, 
I was really getting back into the whole down nerdy and mythos and uh, which one of the, the really cool podcasts I found too was also yours with go rightly. And I found the conspiracy normal one with go rightly yeah, episode. 30. Yeah. When he was going yeah, on that, that tear that, on the downer shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's when I first found the, uh, the conspiracy normal podcast as well. And so that led me to hanging out with them a few times. I uh, came on a couple times to just hang out while they did it. And, uh, came the 200th episode celebration where they got uh, Cutchin and Randall Carlson to come up and uh, hang out with all those guys. And I guess that was, that was kind of like my audition. But I didn't even know it. Well, you know, what I wanted was a co-host that knew his shit and knew what he was talking about and was steeped into the same kind of stuff that I was. And Serfia was very much deep in it. So eventually, you know, when he, I, I, we had talked a, f- a few times on like Facebook or whatever, and I knew that he was into it. And uh, eventually, we hung out a couple of times, and I just pretty much auditioned Terfiel without him really knowing it, like you said, and um, just kind of brought it. Just said, "Hey, man, you want to be the co-host?" And and he said, "Yeah." And I and, basically replaced Luke. Yeah, essentially. And yeah. then I basically replaced <laughs> Rob. <laughs> yeah, so Rob, for just like personal reasons, couldn't really do the show anymore, even though he is going to be very instrumental at the conference. Absolutely. You know, we couldn't do it without him. Yeah, he's our sound guy. He's our connection. We get the, we get the preview that we have. And uh, But uh, it's been, what, just a few months now? It's been like probably six, seven months that you've kind of taken over the producer range, too, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. How long have you been co hosting, Surfiel? It's what, two hundred uh what episode? Well it's been a, it's been over a year and a half. Yeah, it's been almost two years. It'll be it'll be two years I think in like February or March. But it's been just me and Adam for about how long you think now? Like six, seven months. Yeah. That's a great nice. opportunity. I get to talk to all the favorite authors and gotten to meet some of my favorite authors and researchers, so it's it's a blast. Yeah. I, I didn't think I'd be in this position. Yeah, he's gone from being a yeah, fan. Yeah, no, it's to... hosting a podcast is the best way to learn more shit because you can kind of chart your own course, you know, not have to rely on other people's shows. So it's, yeah, uh, I highly recommend he's, it. He's been a fan. He's been the co-host. And now he's been he's the co-host and producer. And also he's, he's stepped into that role. So and I really do appreciate it. So now we're the dynamic duo. And has been extremely instrumental being my partner in this uh, conference endeavor, too. So Let's do it. Now, what made you guys want to put on a conference? Because I've been to a lot of conferences, spoken at a handful of conferences, I've emceed a few conferences. I've seen my fair share of conferences. I've thought about yeah. doing my own conference, um, but then I was like, that's insane. So what what made you guys get past the that 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 sort of last trigger that kept me from going ahead and doing this kind of thing? What 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 made you want to decide to do an event? We well, like to burn money. Yeah. It was um <laughs> it's something that I've always wanted to do and something that I felt was always like the next step beyond the podcast. Um yeah. It's just, um, you know, I've been to a lot of them, and I've, I think I went to my first, like, real paranormal conference in 2006 when I went to the Mid-South Paranormal Conference in Louisville that was put on by the yeah. ghost hunting group up there. And 
it was always just something like if I wanted to just bring people together and talk about weird stuff, that's what, always what I wanted to do. Um, it was always kind of been like a, an idea in the back of my mind, but I kept, I, I, I kept pushing it back because I thought, you know, I need to focus on the podcast. That's really what I need to focus on. Uh, towards the end of 2016, we were about to pull the trigger on it, but then some things happened in my life that precluded that as being a, an impossibility. Um, Micah Hanks and I have been talking about it for a little while, and then I just there was just no way I was going to be able to do it. But uh, two years later, finally decided, well, I think I'm just going to go ahead and pull the trigger. And also, I think having the connection and knowing that, you know, I could get a good venue was, was also and a good, inexpensive and really good venue, I think, was really like the, the deciding factor yeah. in, in us yeah. doing it. I mean, logistically, it's just this, this being Music City, you know, even if you're not into music and, and production – you know, you you probably have best friends who are into it. So all right. those kind of things are not, you know, they're they're not abstract. They're not hard to come across and put together here. Right. My original yeah. idea was I wanted to pull together people that were around this area, but that didn't quite work out. I think the way that I that I wanted it to. So I think that you know pulling, well pulling you in and pulling in Timothy Renner, uh, Guy Malone, who's actually from Nashville. Uh, he was also someone that really inspired me to do this because he had done a lot of conferences out there in Roswell. Um, and we went to his, myself and Rob, we went to his two years ago out there for the 50, he did something in the 50th anniversary where he had just this amazing lineup of people. I mean, you know, Guy is a Christian. He has that viewpoint, but he decided that what he wanted to do was he wanted to do a conference that was more built around kind of like a non-extraterrestrial hypothesis. And so he pulled in guys that kind of came from the Christian field, like Joe Jordan, Mike Heiser. But then he also pulled in Nick Redfern and Greg Bishop and Jack Brewer and all these guys that were not Christian, but they but they had a similar viewpoint that there's more going on than, next, than nuts and bolts or extraterrestrial. So that was a big inspiration for me as well to try to do something that was kind of a little bit similar and pull in just like different points of view, uh, which I yeah. think we're, we've kind of got that going on with uh, strange realities conference. Yeah, pretty much. And then I would say that I was just really in- inspired by the idea and, and I really like hosting people. I really like showing Nashville to people. Right. And I really wanted to get all these people together and, uh, you know, and just have, have a great experience and provide a great Great show for the audience. Yeah, we're really we're really proud of uh, where we are, and you know Nashville is a really great city, and it's got a lot of history and a lot of you know it's um, growing, got a lot of future. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, growing massively. So trying to promote this and doing something new and interesting here, I think that people in Nashville that, that's kind of novel, you yeah. know, to people here. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of folks are there. It's always interesting. Uh, the yeah. to them, the speakers are interesting, but to us, or at least to me, I don't want to speak for anybody else. The uh, the audience is equally fascinating. You get an idea of who is interested in this sort of thing. So that'll be a a fun exercise. And to extrapolate yeah, a little real- bit, sort of on yeah, go ahead. 
Well, I'm real curious about who's going to show up and what questions they're going to have and all that. We do I mean, we, we do have a good contingent. Most of the people that have pre-ordered are actually coming in from out of town. So we've got a good contingent coming out of, from, from out of Nashville as well. So, How far out of Nashville? Like Tennessee, or are they flying in from Dubuque? Uh, I think the furthest is Portland, Oregon. Holy shit! Which is actually one of which is actually one yeah. of the heads of the networks that yeah. we're, we're actually on Fringe Radio Network. Yeah, we got some super fans all over. Um, you know, we, what we provide really means a lot to people, which is really fulfilling. And I think Arkansas, Alabama, we've got some. Uh, we definitely got the South represented. Yeah, we've we've got some neighboring states as well. Excellent. That's great. Um, yeah, to extrapolate a little bit sort of on the point I was making in a sense, I kind of laughed it off, but it's like the challenges of doing an event is, like, I think a lot of people maybe don't take into consideration. Like, you have to do everything. You have to do everything. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, down yeah. to down to printing up the tickets or whatever or figuring out how you're going to make sure, you, you know, you can, uh, you know, be sure that the person paid. You know, you're gonna put a stamp or a bracelet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every every little detail is up to you. So it's very, it can be very time consuming, very stressful. It's generally, you know, no matter how you slice it, it's an investment. Um, you know, even if you're, even if your budget's a hundred bucks somehow, <laughs> if you're putting on an event for a hundred bucks, it's still still an investment so it's uh it's very stressful so i salute you guys like i said i've considered the idea many times um i've come close i've had sort of like money financial backers who were willing to sort of go go for it but it was like uh the stars never really lined up and at this point i don't i don't uh my heart sort of belongs to paramania now so i can't imagine putting on uh a banal event I will say this, Tim. You have been you've been very um, instrumental in helping us and giving us some really good advice on this. Some fire under our yeah. We've yeah we've definitely gotten some we've gotten definitely gotten some good advice from you and uh, really do appreciate your your input and throughout the whole process. Yeah, well, I was saying to Cutch the other day. I feel kind of bad in a sense because like I don't want to be a backseat driver, but. A lot of times uh, I can't help myself but speak up to you guys and be like, hey, have you thought about whatever? Because yeah. I'd rather, you know, I'd rather be the guy that annoys you by mentioning everything ahead of time than the guy who's, you know, when something goes wrong afterwards, be like, I was going to mention that, but I didn't want to, you know. So better if everybody's on the same team, we're all pulling the same direction. Yeah, I think uh, what a – what helps me out why I got really excited and just I really like kind of putting stuff together and uh just growing up in these you know growing up in music city we were all in bands we're all you know I grew up in the punk scene heavy metal all kinds of stuff so we're always just real DIY and and you know from a young age putting things together figuring out logistics street teaming yeah. you know all that like I I really love doing that stuff um, everything is a lot different now with the internet, but it still is really about getting in people's faces and making those personal connections. And that I think really helps more than anything. Right. And, you know, I've had, I had a, I, I've, you know, we've, we've been passing out flyers and I've been talking this thing up for, for months now. And I had someone ask me when I handed them the flyers, you know, Hey, we're doing this conference. And, uh, they said, is it going to be streaming? And I said, well, 
It might be something I would think of in the future, but I really want people to come out because it's it's more about that personal connection with the people that are speaking and personal connection with the people that are organizing and everyone that is there. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a social event. I mean, that's the idea behind a conference. You confer. Right. Yeah. That's what you do. Right. And it, it, it's, it's, it's not just about what this guest or this person is going to be speaking about. It's about what yeah. the people that are going to be talking about in the hallway yeah. are going to be talking about. You know, David Jacobs, I had him on a, co- a few times, and David Jacobs told me that, you know, he would have more – interesting conversations out in the hallways of some of those earlier UFO conferences than what was going on inside the room. Not that that I believe we're not that we're what we're you guys are going to be talking about is not going to be interesting because it's going to be really interesting, but that is part of the social aspect of this. And, you know, no matter how many people show up, you know, that's what I hope that people will form kind of lasting, yeah. you know, relationships and have that experience, that personal experience of being here. Well, that that was a difficulty, and and we really want to reach out to people who have never gone to something like this too, because all yeah. these subjects they really are they're not fringe really anymore. They really are mainstream, but the idea of going to a paranormal or UFO conference still, you know, is, is something foreign to a lot of people. So, in addition to trying to get people to come out, we're having to kind of sell them this whole entire idea of coming to a conference like this. Right. And yeah. it's not just watching a, a, a YouTube video. It's not just listening to a podcast. It really is about the social function. Absolutely. I can't even, I mean, I know people tried sort of streaming conferences and I'm, I'm sure some of these like big ones maybe do it, but to me, it's like, I don't even, I've never, to me, it's like, that sounds so like the last thing I would ever want to watch. You know, like eight yeah, hour, like an eight hour YouTube video, like on your Saturday. <laughs> you know, no. Jesus. Yeah. But I guess yeah. you know, if there are people that like binge watch reality shows on their weekend or something if it's raining. But it's like to me, yeah, I, I, I don't have the patience for that, man. Well, it's like you know, if you're the weird but, dude at work who's into UFOs or Bigfoot. You know, you never get to hang out with anyone who's like into the same stuff, this is like, you know, your people, your fellow travelers, it's, you know. Right, right. And the key, and, and a good thing, too, is like, you know, I think Adam kind of alluded to this earlier, but these are, if you haven't been to one of these events and you're thinking about it, you know, these events are a great way to sort of make friends who are into this stuff on a local level. I know you guys said people coming from out of town, but, you know, there'll be there'll be plenty of local folks there, so... It's a good chance yeah. to, you know, meet someone who's into this stuff, you know, who you can then hang out with later, have a drink, or go, you know, to some local thing, another thing, you know. Like we have America's Stonehenge up here, like half hour away. It's like sometimes I, you know, people hang out, we'll go up there and check it out or something. So, Well, but, I, I do know that, I, and I am hoping that there is going to be, because we do have a hotel that, um, People, some people have gotten rooms there, and I'm hoping that uh, some people will gather at that hotel. That's a little, that's a little further out from the actual venue that we're doing it. But I'm hoping does it have a bar there? Talk and uh, I don't think it has a bar, but people can bring their own stuff, like we did a Paramania, so I think they'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) That's usually that's probably a better idea anyway. It's cheaper, but 
Yes, absolutely. Um, but, uh, and it is this is BYOB, so you can drink while you watch the presentations. Yeah, and there so is, you can drink at the it, venue. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a there's a refrigerator oh, wow. in the room. And uh, well, okay. Let's a little bit about the venue. The venue is SIR. Yeah, let's talk National, about the venue. Let's tell, especially if people are listening for, who might know this area. Which stands Start for over Studio again, Instrument. Okay, well, SIR Nashville. That's where we're doing the Stranger Realities Conference. We have the biggest room in in SIR Nashville, and it stands for Studio Instrument Rentals. And what it is, it's a place where bands go and they practice sound can, stages, big sound big stages. They, they superstars. Can, yeah, they can they can rent out uh, that space to do their practices in, and so that's exactly where we're going to be. And like a Taylor Swift. So, yeah, very possibly, Taylor Swift may have been there. I know that there's wow. quite a few famous people that have had their that have lockers there. John Oates from Hall of Oates, Hall and Oates has his locker there. I know that. What? Through. Can I get I a picture with it? Authority. <laughs> Man, I mean, you know, uh. hopefully maybe John Oates will be there and maybe Gene Simmons because he has a locker there too. Who knows who will so, be in the so, hallway? So you never know who may, who may actually Yeah, they could just there. be coming in for, yeah, like they, left their, like they left their weed or something in their locker. Yeah. Now what about Jimmy Carter? Is there any <laughs> chance he could be there? Who? I know he's in Nashville right now. Oh, he's building houses for the Oh, Jimmy Carter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't will know he be if there he's the whole time. Will, he, will he be there when we're in Nashville? I do. I don't know. He's protected by the Secret Service. I don't think he'll be <laughs> like conspiranoid. Jimmy Carter will be like, Roslyn, I really want to go to the Strange Reality. The Strange Reality is You should yeah, find out what hotel he's in and just leave a flyer there, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Oh my God! But yeah, so the venue is going to be cool. Uh, it's really close to downtown. There's tons of food around. We're trying. We're trying. We're still trying to arrange some food trucks. Uh, if we can't yeah. arrange that, there's going to be plenty of food right around the immediate vicinity. People can get food in. We're probably going to get tons of pizzas and chicken and stuff too for people to eat. And yeah, well, so it won't be too. Uh, it won't be too hard to get around if you need to take a little break when we have breaks for lunch and dinner and things like that. Yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll get all that figured out. I'm sure. It's going to be a party. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone's like, like, oh, I'm not I'm not coming until they post a schedule. I need to know what, I need to know what time Guy Malone's on or else I'm not buying my ticket. So speaking <laughs> of Guy Malone and some, some of the other guys uh, at the event, uh, tell me about, you know, who some of the speakers are. I'm really interested in this Mark Anthony Wyatt character. Uh, I hear he's a real wild tiger. <laughs> So I'm looking forward to meeting yeah, this he's, uh, this maniac. He, he, How did let's talk about Mark Anthony Wyatt because I really am fascinated by him. How did you guys meet this guy, and how is he coming here from England? Because I still don't understand that, and I didn't want to broach it in the okay. group chat uh, that we have on Facebook. So let's share it with the world. He is definitely a wild tiger. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I so, assume so. Mark is someone that I originally heard on Jim Harold's campfire a long time ago. And to remember, did he get in touch with me or maybe I got in touch with him possibly about coming on the show? Um, 
can't actually remember now where how we actually how we actually ended up getting together. But Mark, um, he I think he contacted me, and I had him on the show about um, three four years ago now. The first time we had him on, um, he's got a lot of kind of personal experiences that he's had with the paranormal. Um, and he lives in Cornwall, which is kind of like the very extreme point of England that has his like kind of his own in the north? culture. Um, it's in the south. So okay. he visioned Wales. I don't know my English it's geography well. So it's be, it's below it's below Wales. It's, a, it's kind of like this little peninsula that juts out of England. Not the White so, Cliffs of Dover. No, that's that would be on the other side. But right. Mark uh, has been on Conspiracy Normal about four times, I think, at this point. Um, and Mark Crikey. actually started. He started a relationship with this with uh, with a lady that she, that's going to be there um, in Illinois, and he spends half the year in Illinois and he spends half the year what? in the UK, and so he goes back and forth. And he has come down here to Nashville now a couple of times because it's only from where he li- from where she lives. It's only about six hours away, and they have some Always personal connections down here. So yeah. he's come down here. He's, he's come down here quite a lot, and um, we've we've hung out. He's actually been to SIR, so he knows it quite well. And, oh boy, what's he uh, what's he done? Oh, he's, he's an, it says here he's an amateur musician. What kind of music does he do? He, I think he's really into like um, kind of a more like kind of like folkish hard rock. I think. It's kind of what I don't know. Kind does of he play an he instrument? Do. What is he? Yeah, he plays, he plays guitar. So between Cutch with his tuba and him with the guitar and me with my, you know, stage, yeah. you know, stage yeah. man, front man, charisma, we could be a band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll get the. Uh, well, you guys all moved to Nashville. Josh will get the tuba going, I'm sure. But uh, so Mark, uh, he um, told me when he was down here in Nashville. I told him about that. I was planning to do the conference. He said it'd be honored to do it, and um, he's coming down. And actually, he is uh, he is going to be the first speaker that day. He, uh, oh, he told me cool. that he was cool. With That's it. good. I so, thought of that. Uh, actually, I saw the schedule. He's on English time, so he should have to go first because to him <laughs> it won't be early. Yeah, right? Yeah. So we're we're uh, we're we're looking forward to having him. Um, he's going to be he's coming back. He, you know, he's he's coming back, of course, for like an extended visit to the United States anyway. So he said that he would, he's down for coming and uh, being a part of it. So, so he's yeah, the, well, I guess, so it's a, just, officially the furthest person that is, that is coming from another place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's our, he's our international guest. Yeah. He's a good dude. I was, I've joked with Adam about it when he, we have a group chat folks for, you know, the people who were involved in the event and, and, uh, I, I didn't know what to make of Mark first because he has this like, he has this like joy de vivre that's like envious in a sense. He's just really sort of has this real happy-go-lucky uh, attitude. Where at first it's like, yeah. what's this guy, <laughs> what's this guy smoking, and where can I get some? This guy's like, <laughs> like fucking, he's like bouncing off the walls happy all the time. I, I don't know what to. He's plucky. Plucky is probably the best word for it. He's like a plucky He's dude, the and I'm just like, yeah, 
Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, what is with this plucky guy? I don't, I can't read, I can't read him. I don't know. But then the, the more the the conversation went on over the weeks leading up to the event, it's like I I kind of grew to love the guy. I think I really can't wait to meet him. It's like this plucky bastard. I can't wait to meet him. So uh, that's where the wild tiger joke comes from. Because uh, I told Mark we need to form an alliance, you know, in case anything. You know, in case any shenanigans break out at this event, in case any chaos breaks out, I need to have someone who has my back. And I figure, M-A-W, you can't go wrong with a name like that. So, yeah, him and I are the wild the tigers. Like and, yeah, that's, that's exactly right, man. <laughs> right, right. we got to spread this stuff around. Let's put it on the Internet. You're listening to Banal of America Audio. Great heavens. What kind of radio show is this? Let's talk about uh, let's talk about some of the other people who are going to be speaking at the event. And uh, the folks who are listening, they know Josh Cutchin. I presume they know Timothy Renner. And Guy Malone's a fairly uh, well-known dude. Talk about a couple of these guys that I haven't heard of or crossed paths with yet, um, because you know they they sound interesting. Joe Demare, uh, who would be listening, but he said he's under the weather. Get well soon, Joe. Joe Damare is going to be there. He's a ghost hunting technology inventor. So what is this? All right. So Joe is an old friend of mine. Uh, we used to work together a long time ago, and I actually used to work for him with his uh, business that he had. Joe, I got him into the ghost hunting stuff a long time ago. and uh, He's actually way more into it than I am. Uh, I find ghost hunting actually a little little dull for my taste, but uh, he he has this technology that he has developed that he was turned on to by a local ghost hunting group here that he claims that he will detect ghosts with it. And he's got some other interesting aspects to it, like he's keyed in this whole like um, English encyclopedia or dictionary into the thing, and it will spout back kind of like a random word generator. Thing. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that, but, but it's not what, so random a lot but, of times. But yeah. as I understand it, what it does is it reads light, and it reads like kind of like um, no, like background noise in an image. And then it will spit that back out, and it kind of it kind of has this like Ouija board kind of effect yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, it's like a high tech Ouija board, right? And so he's got this technology that he calls Ghost Prover, and that ghost is what? Um, ghost, ghost Prover. What? Prover. Ghost Prover. I hope folks can hear okay because it's been kind of crackly tonight. Uh, you guys say it sounds fine, so hopefully it sounds fine. Yeah, on, well, we can uh, hear the MP3. Like, yeah. You're not recording but, this, are you? Okay. <laughs> The machine, the log talk is taping it, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping that this this crackling sound isn't. Uh, but this is the this is the banal of America experience that people pay zero dollars for. So what do you expect? All right, <laughs> go on now. Exactly, so right, Joe's right. got a machine that he says can find ghosts, and he's going to show it to us at the event. Yeah, what it really is, it's an app that he has developed, and he's going to be demonstrating it. He's going to talk about how he how he came about uh, this research and how he developed it, and he's going to do some uh, dim- live demonstrations. So you're supposed to be able to see ghosts at the Strange Realities yeah. Conference. Yeah, and in fact, if you go to the StrangeRealitiesConference.com website, 
That is yeah. actually his, one of his pictures that he has taken. That's on the front page there, where you can actually go with his book now, and you can actually get your ticket. So next up, the possible wait a minute, the possible alien with child. That thing it says possible be- alien. With child that's viewed on an iPhone? What, I believe that's what it is. I, I do see a face there. so That's his interpretation. You know, it's kind of like a, a Rorschach test or whatever. You know? <laughs> it looks like sloth. People, people, it looks like sloth from the Goonies. Doesn't it? That pointy it ear. Does, it's true. It does look a little bit like sloth. You're right, yeah. yeah. And i got to find – yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about all this with Joe. Interesting. Interesting. So another uh, speaker that we have is Zach Hunt, who is a – Good, actually, that's what I was going to ask you about next. Wow. Yeah. Him, Good job, him Adam. And Joe are, thank you. Him and Joe are also they're, – they're local Nashvilleians just like us, and they uh, – Zach is a – he's actually a Christian researcher. He's written a book called Unraptured that's fairly popular. And he's going to be talking about some of his experiences as a real, I guess for lack of a better term, rapture nut back in the 90s, and how now he's kind of Oh, wait, so he was like super into, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it, it's, so it's he was super into different. being raptured, and then he then he decided, yeah. then he kind of realized that he, that, you know, there's more to it than that, maybe? Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of he's going to be talking about kind of his personal journey on that, and uh, it's a little bit of a different kind of a presentation. Um, Zach has been a good friend of the show. We've had him on a, quite a few times to talk about it because we we delve into a lot of more when we delve into a lot of the conspiracy stuff. Yeah, we've talked a lot about um, the kind big, of the big influences of the Christian right wing. Yeah, that's one of the things we talked a lot about on this show, and Zach is a good a good resource on that. So it's kind of conspiratorial. He, as far as he's talking about these kind of kept under wraps um, theologies of a lot of the the elites of America, really, and it gets really scary when you really realize what a lot of these people running the country believe about this, you know, yeah. apocalyptic stuff. It's you know it, it's very people should be very aware that the people who run the cut a lot of the people who run the country believe in this really kooky stuff you know yeah so yeah it's like the family kind of the odd, shit yeah absolutely right, exactly yeah it, he's kind of the odd man out in the conference but uh, I think that his what he's going to talk about is going to be really valuable absolutely. to the audience excellent all right well those are two people uh, that are going to be there and. Uh, we can maybe circle back to some of the other folks before we wrap up. We don't want to, we don't want to you know, people don't want to go bang, bang, bang. People want to hear about my new iPhone and why I hate it. So listen to this. I just got a new iPhone, right? What what kind of phone do you guys have? I have the iPhone 10. I have, I think, the Who's, second which, is, that, is that Adam? Yeah. Yeah, did you get the okay. 11? No, no, no. I got the 10. I went from... Like a five or a six. I had a phone now for like the last six years. So uh, I think they said 2013. I don't, yeah, 2013. So whenever that year's phone was. And so then I went in and I got this new, I didn't get the 11 because, Sirfield, what which phone do you have? I'm sorry, I didn't let you finish. I've got, I think, the uh, second to latest Galaxy. 
Okay. Android. So you can't. Empty. Yeah. I can't switch off the Apple thing now. I've got all my shit. Once you, yeah. it's like quicksand. Once. Yeah. <laughs> once you're once you're sucked into the system, it's like it's really hard to extricate yourself from it. So anyway, just yeah, so I, yeah, I, Adam, I, agree. I don't know which one you have, but I so they go in. They're like, I'm like, look at my phone's super old, it's dying. I only had like half a gig of memory on it. It was like a 16 gig phone from 2013. Um, and I'm like, I need a new phone. So they give me, they're like, well, you want the iPhone X? Um, that's the second, you know, the new one just came out two weeks ago. So you want this one that's slashed in price. So I get it. Here's where I'm going with all this whole tangent. This thing is so fucking big, dude. It's like, it's like embarrassingly big. Which one do you have? I have the iPhone XR. It's, I'll, I'll, yeah, I, I, I still have, have like I 10 have days to, to return I, it. I, I think I'm going to fucking iPhone. return it. I hate it. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the XR. I didn't, I didn't go for that one. I think just because it, it is too big. Yeah. It's a tablet. Uh, it it, 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 it oh. wasn't needed. I don't, don't need a huge-ass phone. No, I, it's I, fucking I ridiculous. But I don't. I don't think there's too much difference between the iPhone 10 and the iPhone XR, so... Does it fit in your pocket? I'm thinking about scaling back to, like, two iPhones ago, dude. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting, like, an iPhone 8. I don't need, I don't need you know, the capability to send a shuttle into space. Like, I just need to, to be able to take pictures and have a bunch of space on my phone. Well, the, the biggest thing to adjust with the iPhone 10 is not having the button. Exactly. But, you get used to it pretty quickly. Yeah, you know, I've kind of adapted it. to the not having the button, but still, it's an annoying uh, thing, especially because I use an iPad a lot, so that has the button yeah. still. Um, but still there. Yeah. That's why you don't need the big the one. Size you already got the iPad. You already got the iPad. You don't need the big one. Exactly. I need a small phone. So anyway, that was... <laughs> The people listening right now are like, what the fuck? This has been All of America, folks. Thanks for listening. Um, so I want, that part of that was to sort of to get ahead of any humiliation I might feel by having this fucking iPad-sized phone when I get to Nashville. But I have – I have you, you until – You just wear the, wear the headset, man. That'll, that'll really make you look yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. Like Ironically enough, I actually have until the day of the Strange Realities Conference to do something about this giant phone. So I think I'm going to go in this weekend and see. I'll go back to the iPhone. Like I said, if I had a 6, I'll go to the 8 instead of the 10. Maybe maybe if I can find one that my thumb was hurting. (laughs) That's how bad it was. I'm like, this is crazy. You can't reach the corner of the screen without holding it with the other hand. Like, give me a fucking break. Get the plain iPhone 10 that's smaller and fit better in your pocket. I mean, that's, that's probably the way. Yeah, uh, I, the, I love the those 11. I mean, I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna just you, now that I know the real problem is the size of the phone. I'll know what I want. You know, you never know what the fuck you want. They're like, hey, this has this, that, and the other thing. It's like, why do I want facial recognition on <laughs> on my phone? <laughs> I don't want facial recognition on my phone, dude. You know, I just need enough space for apps. Right. Oh, God. That's when you feel old. You want Adam to do a quick rundown of some of the more familiar faces? Like this guy named Tim Manal who's going to be? This guy named Tim Manal who's going to be at the the conference? Yeah, Tim. What are you going to do? You know, always appealing to my ego is the fastest way to get what you want. So, yeah, I'll be at the conference, of course. That's why we're doing this thing. It's going to be... 
What are you going it's to be talking about? It's going to be great. I'll be talking about the the history of the flat earth theory. Um, long-time listeners will be probably surprised, I guess, in a sense, to know that I've gotten really into the flat earth theory. I'm not a flat earther. I need to, like, quickly, uh, you know, put, nip that in the bud before anyone gets the misconception that uh, I believe in the flat earth theory. Um, what's that? Well, I said, make sure, yeah, make yeah. sure you make that caveat. Yeah, I have seen a local freak dude who like uh, rides around on a bicycle with this giant uh, thing on wheels that gives like his entire essay about the flat air theory on it, and he just goes up and down these major strips all the way out to the suburbs all day. I haven't seen him in a couple of years, but we, we've got some Jesus. local nuts. But if they want to buy tickets, man, come on out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to debate well, them though. Well, well, but yeah, I've gotten really into this. Know? It's uh. What's that? Yeah, you'll take anyone's no, 30 bucks. For, yeah, for the local nuts, we'll take their $40. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've gotten really into this in the last – really, since I think – since I kind of shut the show down a year and a half ago. Um, you know, I went out to Paul Kimball's event. He had me as a speaker. I'd never really done a presentation before, so I didn't have a – a bit, if you will. I didn't have an act, um, which I think is an important distinction to make, which I'll get to in a sense. But, uh, yeah, so then I was like, well, what do I want to talk about for an hour? I was like, well, you know, what really interests me, makes me laugh, and uh, I think it'll make other people laugh, is this flat earth thing. Like, where the hell did this come from? Um, You know, why the hell is this so popular? Like, what is this all about? Essentially, so I did started researching it. This was like uh, last year, last spring, um, not this past spring. And then the more I got into it, the more fascinated I became by the sociological aspect of it, the history of this of this conspiracy theory. And I discovered that it like originally originated in the 1830s, which is like like before UFOs. You know, before mainstream Bigfoot stuff, I mean, if you go that far back, it's like Native American lore, probably. Um, you know, obviously, before any, you know, JFK or 9-11, um, before all that shit, you know, it's one of the original conspiracy theories. And somehow it keeps coming back every, like, generation or so. And was like, why is this? And it's such a bad conspiracy theory. That's the other part. It's not even like... <laughs> right. You know, it's not even like kind of a plausible, like the Illuminati thing, where it's like, okay, that kind of makes sense in a way if you think about like powerful people in the world working together. Of course they do. So, but this is like the fucking Earth is flat. This is make this is crazy. So, but why does it keep springing up every generation? So that's what I've really been interested yeah. in. Um, it's occupied a fair amount of my time um, researching this. And trying to study yeah, why this is- the history of this and the people, you know, that and I've kind of grown to love the flat Earth theory more than before. I was kind of derisive about it, where it's like, oh, screw these guys. But now it's like, now it's like, yeah. if I if, if I had to classify myself, I would say I'm not a flat Earth believer, but I'm a flat Earth supporter. So I yeah, I support well, well, a lot I the support con- the people yeah. who believe in the flat Earth. Like, rock on, man! You're carrying on this. 200-year-old crazy <laughs> tradition. 
tradition. <laughs> you know, it's not hurting anybody. It's not hurting it that's the other part. It's not hurting anybody. Yeah. Hmm? Well, a lot of us who are into these conspiracy theories are more interested in the sociological aspects. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of been my bag for for uh, a while. And then when I get to – I really amped up the research uh, starting like – you know, since I, I brought the presentation back, I don't do a bunch of these conferences. So, um, so they asked me to come to Fort Fest uh, in Baltimore in June, and uh, that's a pretty high-profile event and has a, quite a rich history. And so, I kind of wanted to be in the annals of Fort Fest history. So I was like, "Yeah, for sure, yes, please, I'd love to do it." Um, so I revived the the uh, act then, and. Since then, since I got back, I've kind of really reinvested in the in the research of it and dug way, way deeper than than I ever anticipated. And so I think what you're going to see in Nashville is, I hope, like my best, my best yet. So, yes. but I'm a big believer in the idea. This is the point I mentioned earlier. Um, I said I come back to is that to me. It's like, like, like I said, I don't do a lot of these, so I try to do the best I can every time. But to me, I've come to sort of learn just in my very brief time doing this and just through my new uh, role uh, showing up uh, on Coast to Coast on Friday nights that, like, there's a certain, like, performative aspect you need to embrace to really, uh, to really entertain people, I think, you know? And so it's like when, when people come and see me in Nashville uh, – it's not going to be a presentation. It's going to be hopefully a show. You know, it's yeah. uh, my goal it's is to entertain you. You're paying, you're paying money to come see me. I'm not going to stand there and go, okay, next slide, next slide, and you know, read you my notes. <laughs> because to me, it's like, look, all right, we're not academics, guys. You know, we're uh, we're entertainers, and and people are paying money to come see us. So let's put on a show. You know, and it'll be a good time. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be entertaining for sure, man. It's going to be great. Let's talk about the other so, folks who are going to be there. We'll segue from there, and then I'll let you guys get going. On to the next one. Now, we did Benal, that, that clown. Yeah, talk about Guy Malone. <laughs> guy Malone yeah, guy. is a cool dude. I actually, he looks like an alien I was on busting, the flyer. I was busting Guy's chops um, in, the, in the group chat, because uh, I actually met Guy Malone. Um, in 2004, yeah. so 15 where, years ago. Where, where were you? Um, we were at the X Conference 2014, the first X Conference, which is like, it really was like the Woodstock of ufology for that era. It was amazing. Um, if I, that's like one of those things like that I actually am so happy that I did and look back on still today where it's like, I'd give anything to be, <laughs> to go back to that weekend in fucking Baltimore. Um, okay. It was me, was obviously me. I wasn't, I was just some schlep. What's that? I was about to ask you where it was, but you have some Oh, yeah. Uh, Steve Bassett put it on. Ironically, considering the state of affairs today, it was like really – Kind of like at the forefront of like uh, the uh, the exopolitics disclosure thing at the time, um, but it was still that sort of movement was still wedded with um, old school ufology. So it was like a really just a really interesting mix of like 
pretty much the who's who of ufology at the time. It was unbelievable. I got to dig up the uh, I got to dig up the speaker list sometime. But I can tell you off the off the top of my head, it was like Jim Mars, Richard C. Hoagland, Stan Friedman, Linda Moulton Howe. Uh, Grant Cameron was there, I think. Nick Pope, I think. Nick Redfern, um, the dude who wrote Above Top Secret, the English Timothy Good. Um, oh God, just like every anybody and everybody, Stephen Greer, like anybody and everybody who was like a name in ufology was there. It was, it was really. Yeah. Um, and Guy Malone, and Guy Malone was there, uh, attending the event alongside myself, who would. That was the first event I ever went to. I was just yeah, I think a babe in the told woods. Me about that event. Yeah, I think Guy has told me about that event. I think that he, he was there, and I think that he said that um, he was passing out like kind of his literature, and then like I think he said that somebody tried to throw it away or something like that, I think is what he told me. I think he's told me about that when he went there. I'll so, ask him about it when we see him, yeah. Yeah. Guy, I met... Uh, back at that same conference where I met Dr. Future back in 2010 and uh, found out that we that he's actually from Nashville, that he actually knew some people that I knew. We had some common friends. And uh, Guy has been a good friend. He actually lived here in Nashville for a couple of years. We got to know each other pretty well. And like I said before, you know, we went out there about uh, – we went out there to Roswell a couple of years ago and uh, we were – we we had our own little booth there at his conference. We did some interviews over there, which you can hear on our archives. And it was a uh, it was a good time. So guy's been very supportive, and we're happy to have him. He's going to be talking about what he believes happened at Roswell in 1947. That is a non extraterrestrial explanation. Very nice. disturbing. Yeah. So. Um, Disturbing. We also, is this, is this, all right, that's a that's a tease that now I'm interested. Yeah. I won't spoil we'll, we'll it. Just, so, we'll, we'll, just, yeah. we'll just leave it. We'll just leave it there. Um, we've also all right. Got, so we got Guy Malone, Timothy Renner. Let's do Timothy Renner and Cutchin. They're kind of a pair. They're kind of a dynamic yeah, duo themselves. So. Yeah, Timothy Renner, and now Tim is, uh, of course, he is the he is the uh, host of the Strange Familiars podcast. And yeah. uh, Tim is also he's authored several books, and he's going to be talking about uh, the Pennsylvania Wild Man flap of, ni- nice. of the 1920s. So it's going to be like a kind of little obscure little flap, and uh, what that may mean for like uh, Bigfoot research. Now Joshua Cushion, of course, everybody I think here from either of our shows knows Josh. Now, Josh is going to be talking about uh, some about like uh, alien human hybrid lore and how that connects with, uh, I think, the uh, the fairy mythos as well. And both Josh and Tim, in an extra presentation that we are having at the end of the night, it's going to be the last presentation, they're going to present on their book that they are writing jointly called two volumes two volumes now yeah called where the footprints in and they're going to be uh, presenting that towards the end of the towards the end of the evening so if anybody's thinking about that they can just leave at about like five o'clock or something like that no they need to stay because that is going to be some really probably some really important information on 
basically supernatural Bigfoot. And I do believe that that book, when it comes out, yeah. is going to be a game changer Paradigm in, in cryptozoology. <laughs> I I don't necessarily disagree with you, bud. You can't say game changer, dude. It's overdone now. <laughs> well, maybe. But, so. it, Didn't but you they, see? I mean, they've already been they've already been threatened by the old guard. Yeah. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah. They, they have their lives oh, pretty please. much threatened before they've even written a word. <coughs> I don't know about their lives threatened. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I think they'll They're be just dangerous. fine. It's it's just Bigfoot, yeah. folks. It's. <laughs> As soon as you, it's my best advice. My best advice to them in a situation like that, I think I've said to Cutch, it's you know, the the criticism is only worth as much as weight as you give the person who's criticizing you. So, you know, if they haven't read your shit or they don't understand your shit or you know they're just protective of their right. spot, then you shouldn't. You don't need to. You know, you don't need to pay any attention to that. You know, don't punch down. And don't pay attention to yeah, people who were down who were trying to punch up. Well, yeah, yeah. Just just do what you do, ride it out, put it, get it out there, and you know that's it. You know, I think that this, exactly. I think, I think it's gonna. I'm I'm really looking forward to this book and what they're what they're coming out with. It sounds great. So I'm I tired of hearing about it. I want to read it now, though. They need to step it up. Those two. Yeah, I, I want I this think, book in I my think, hands. I think a lot of that has to do with it being the two volumes. They had to split it up. I, I think, as far as I know, I think they're the end of this year. They're coming out. Person where he goes, yeah. So then there's going to be live music, and legally we can't say we can't legally say that Taylor Swift is going to be there, but we also can't necessarily not <laughs> say she won't be there. So, right. you know, well, but there will be music. You know, yeah, we, there will be music. We, we, we do have my cousin Jason Von Stein, who you got to meet at Paramania. Uh, he is nice. going to be playing some of, his, some of his father's songs that he's going to be doing, and he's also going to be kind of an MC for the whole day. Um, he's going to be oh, helping me him. out with that. And, That's a thankless uh, task. We've also got uh, Jedediah bringing down his um, black metal, white metal band. From Indiana, they're they're called it's, goat. Yeah, they're called like, goat herder. Farm black metal, really really cool and, and bulky, bulky. Yeah, and uh, totally kicks ass. It's going to devolve then, into like a drunken a drunken like karaoke. Yes. backed by a real band yeah. situation. I don't think I we're going to have enough time for that. It could, but it could. And then <laughs> at the end of the night, my best friend DJ Mike Vulcan is going to be. Uh, sending us off with some paranormal dance vibes, and it'll uh, everyone will be sent off into dance the, off into the night. Yeah. So that'll be ten days from now, October nineteenth. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nashville. What's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Count what are you down. saying? Adam? Yeah, we, it, it's uh, it's 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 coming on fast, man. Like a freight train. I know. Are you getting nervous? You getting nervous, buddy? Yes. A little bit. But it's positive. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you didn't even think about it until tonight when I mentioned that thing about how you got to make sure people are have a bracelet or something. Probably never dawned on you did it. You're going to have people running around willy-nilly. You better be standing We We've already thought of that, man. I've done concerts before. Music City, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, I will make a suggestion. 
the you know what I've noticed at some of these conferences, and I really appreciate. Well, we don't. You guys haven't announced the schedule yet. That's still there's still one more big, you know, thing left to roll out on folks. Um, but the I appreciate. From what I understand, it's going to start like around 10 a.m., which is fantastic. Um, because nobody wants to go to one of these things. I, I think 10 a.m. is the start is, should is the ideal start time. Um, so I appreciate that. I'm not. That's not a spoiler, right? No, no, no. It's a, that's all, all right. listed. Where wake the hell up talk about and yeah. go to the show. I did read the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. It did say ten, right? Oh, okay. The silence was deafening, like I accidentally just <laughs> pushed your whole event an hour by accident. Yeah, but so, yeah, when I saw that, I was really appreciative because it's like a lot of these events, they want to jam everything in. They start like at 8 a.m., and it's like just torturous. So, yeah, you actually may not even need it in a sense because uh, some of these places that it's so bad, they start with, like, you get down there and there's coffee in the morning. And it's like, oh, Christ, I need that. So, but 10 o'clock, actually, you may not even. Mm-hmm. We think the one-day event is superior in a lot of ways, especially for, you know, doing a – you know. Yeah. yeah, a one-day event is good. I would suggest if you guys do another one to do something the Friday night before, like a Friday dinner thing as an extra yeah. for people and, who want to And if you stay partake. in Nashville that weekend, we're going to have a lot of things going on on Sunday and probably even Monday night. So there's, you know, plenty of opportunities to hang out with everybody. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, we're not just flying into Nashville and flying out, you know. I tried right. to do that, but Adam was like, no, you got to stay, man. you got to stay, and you have to co-mingle with people. And I was like, what? Yeah, you, so, you got to do it, man. We're, we're, we're holding you to it, Tim. Yeah, it's this contract I signed. Um, I just moved right, to the so south, that, man. You never know. I probably will in my later years. i still got a few more northeast... Uh, a few more northeast. I got maybe another decade of northeastern in my blood, but after that, I may cash out and move down, move down south. We'll see. No birds. Uh, all right. So it's the Strange Realities Conference. The website is strangerealitiesconference.com. If folks get tickets now, uh, it's thirty bucks, forty at the door. So just buy it now. If you're coming, you know, just uh, buy your ticket now. <laughs> Stop procrastinating. I'm supposed to, this is not for this event. I'm supposed to buy a plane ticket for another event, and I keep procrastinating, and it's already gone up like $50. So if you're, luckily, this one only goes up uh, $10 at the door. So yeah. if you're thinking about yeah, it, sure. just buy your ticket now. You know, you never know. Somehow something may happen. Word about this Taylor Swift thing might get out, and the thing might sell out before you get a chance to buy your pre-sale ticket. So who knows? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Taylor Swift uh, featuring Joshua Cutchin on two. Exactly, exactly. Oh, wait a minute. No, it's Mark Anthony Wyatt. He looked like Taylor Swift with the hair. So, all right, so one more time the rundown. Zach Zach Hunt is going to be there, Mark Anthony Wyatt, the Wild Tiger, Timothy Renner, Guy Malone, Joe Damare, Joshua Cutchin, and yours truly, Tim and all, it's a Strange Realities Conference. Again, once again, the website, strangerealitiesconference.com. October 19th, 10 days from now, not this coming Saturday, but the following Saturday, October 19th. 
in Nashville. I think we got all the information out there, right, boys? That is correct. Yes, yes sir. sir. SIR Nashville. Yes, SIR Nashville. Thank you very uh, much, Ken. Uh, no problem. Thank you guys for coming on the show, and uh, yeah, I guess I'll see you yes. in Nashville, right? <laughs> Absolutely, you know, man. Call me, uh, let me know if you need anything else. Yeah, thanks for we'll having see you in 10 us, days. Thanks for, thanks for reviving the show briefly. Absolutely. To, uh, bring we us need on. it back full time. Yeah, well, we're coming back probably in a few weeks for uh, the rest of the year. So I'll be telling folks about that in just a minute. So thank you, man. I appreciate the vote of support. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks. All right. I'll see you guys in a few days. See you, man. Thank you. Good night. Good night, sir. There you go, folks. Jesus Christ. All right. Good night. Go to bed. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, that was Sir Field Stevenson and Adam Sane from Conspira Normal. Big thanks to them. Uh, looking, really looking forward to hanging out with them in Nashville. And really kind of blew me away there when I was saying goodnight to him just now. Uh, in a few days. In a few days, which is crazy. Um, you know, I'm hoping he'll probably listen to this on Wednesday, so it will be 10 days away. Uh, it's going to be a really good time. Once again, strangerealitiesconference.com is the website where you can get uh, tickets and find out more about the event. And hopefully folks who are listening will, uh, you know, come on down to Nashville. If you're in the Nashville area, you know, we got a lot of listeners from all over there. So come down to Nashville, hang out, you know. Uh, I promise, like, I'd do some secret code or something, but I'm afraid, like, somehow I'll wind up having to buy, like, 30 hot dogs or something, you know. It's like, I'll buy you a hot dog if you say the secret word. And then next thing you know, it's like everybody's fucking bothering me for him. Um, <laughs> on that note, uh, I was, you know, I, I wasn't sure what the hell I'm doing here. You know, I kind of did this pop-up episode to promote the big event coming up in Nashville. And, and then it was like, well, are we going to do more shows? Uh, you know, we have Rucks Giving coming up in like, what, four weeks now, six weeks? So it's all kind of like tenuous. I wouldn't call this like a comeback episode. That's why we called it uh, the pop-up, BOA Audio. Uh, I'll try and line some shit up. I'm hoping to do, you know, approximately ballpark, like 10 shows here over the holiday season, uh, including Rucksgiving uh, and and some form of the BOA Audio holiday special um, to send off to send off Stan, the 15th annual, 15th and final BOA Audio Holiday Special. Um, so I want to do that. It's really kind of weird, folks. I mean, if I, uh, you're the only people who, you know, who probably have been on this ride with me for so long. Uh, so you probably like people who can really understand this, but it's very um, personally earth-shattering in a sense because this this whole endeavor that we've been on for the last, like, 15 years or so, was really built on on the foundations of, of Jim Mars and Stan Friedman. I mean, they were they were the bedrock of all of America. It's, um, you know, there's absolutely no denying that. It was something we said every time they were on the show in the last few years. Uh, I genuinely love both those guys. They were They were absolutely amazing. So to me... We're kind of just <laughs> like like spinning in a sense, trying to find 
um, you know, what, what our waypoint will be. And, and I was thinking about it today, thinking about talking to all of you about this in a sense. And uh, it's interesting that also the, the, the guy who was like the waypoint of the show, Brad Steiger, he died too. So we, we lost a lot of the, the pillars of this program. It's really kind of like within the last since, – since, since we pretty much wrapped up the show. So it's, it's like where do we go from here? What's, what's the next uh, incarnation of all this? So while I grapple with <laughs> with those those fundamental questions, um, I'm hoping that we'll have some interesting shows for you. You know, from now until the end of the year. Uh, essentially, I want you in your mind to imagine like the old country store with the closed sign. Just flip it to open. So you know, we'll be open for business. I don't know in November for like ten weeks, and then we'll be <laughs> then we'll be closed. So. Uh, you know, that's the plan. And tonight was sort of me getting my sea legs back with the boys from Conspiranormal. So I really want to thank them again for coming on the show. Uh, I'm going to wear myself out here doing the plug again, but it's the Strange Realities Conference. You can find out more about it at strangerealitiesconference.com. It's going to be held October 19th in Nashville, Tennessee at the SIR, I don't know, Pavilion or something. Let me see. That was the only part I didn't get. They kept SIR Nashville. So, yeah, strangerealitiesconference.com. Check it out. And, uh, yeah, I hope, to see, I hope to see someone there who uh, is listening to this right now. And uh, if you are, I don't know. Get I don't have a secret code word. So <laughs> I'm tempted, but I won't do it. Anyway, like I said before, uh, stay tuned probably in November. I got to get through this Nashville event before I can start thinking about doing shows on the regular again. So probably want to get back from Nashville. Maybe I'll take some stuff down in Nashville. Who knows? You know, we'll see what happens. But until then, as I said, we're open for business and uh, we'll be up to something in the not too distant future. And again, we'll be in Nashville on October 19th, strangerealitiesconference.com. Thanks for listening, folks. Good night.